pick the Nintendo Shack and pray. Frederick from Fire Emblem Awakening says, yo. Greetings, Kooplings, and welcome back to the Nintendo Shack. My name is Donnie Reese, and tonight we record episode 101 of the Dalmatian. Nintendo Shack podcast. And after 100 plus episodes of Nintendo Shack, we were all supposed to be back together again. <laughs> That's right. Not only is Caroline joining me this week in the Shack, but she's also joined by Mr. Prime himself, Kevin Federline. And well, we tried to land half of Flux to Pose, however, life intervened, and sadly, Jason could not make it. That's okay. We'll still, the show will go on, and uh, hopefully we have a really nice show planned for you. We reached out to our patrons and several of our active listeners in our Discord community, and we said, hey, we want to celebrate 100 episodes of Shaq. I believe when you do a podcast on the internet in today's day and age, you're contractually obligated to have a celebratory pat yourself on the back show after 100 episodes. It seems like everybody does one. I like it. So we're going to do one, too, um, but I wanted to try... I say try. I don't know if we'll be successful. I wanted to try and make the community a part of the show. So we asked everybody to send send your stuff in. I don't care how. Write it in. Record an audio clip. Send us a video. And we'll we'll try to play it. I'm going to try to play it. We're going to do it live. I've got all this stuff set up in my OBS. We're going to try to make it happen. Hopefully we do. Um, it could be a long show. So we're not going to start the show with what we've been playing. We're not going to do any news unless we have time. Um, but hopefully we will. But before we get into tonight's festivities, let us say thank you. A heart warm thank you to our patrons to help get us there. Specifically our producers that support us over there at patreon.com slash PSVG. So thank you, Edwin Callow, Barry Cathcart, Josh Borboni, Chris McElfresh, Devin Tyus, Kyle Hyman, Benny Lou, Paul Calico, and Joel, the Professor Switch Voss. You guys help us produce the show. You go into every show read aloud we thank you live on the air as well as the notes and uh, we couldn't do it without you guys really and i hope you listen to prime this week as we give away our next installment of the patron of the month club and uh, maybe you guys will get one of those spiffy hats but before we begin kevin caroline you have anything you want to say well this is when we're supposed to make fun of you right yeah. Yeah, we're gonna have to talk about that. I don't know about this segment. I think I got a better segment, but we'll see. No, no, it's it's okay. I I was just confused because I'm drinking. I thought this was DLC. Mm, I'm drinking uh, too. So. I, already, out of shack, so. I, I already had my drink, but okay, I, so we're good. I, I shouldn't have been drinking today. I probably should have been drinking water. She's like drink Nyquil and bourbon and. <laughs> no, no Nyquil. Just flu shots are fun stuff. Well, I got her beer and like too. G Fuel. That's a good mix, right? Like Kevin's double pumping. Yeah. Nice. Um, I like that. No, I don't. I don't really have anything to say. I just do, do want to say congrats to you guys because oh. I'm just here. I'm, I'm not. Yeah, I was part of it a long time here. ago, but but I moved on. Um, but no, it, no, it's serious because you th- sitting thinking there's a clip later on that will you know spoilers, but we'll talk about things that how we kind of all found our niche into what this thing was going to be as PSVG, and we're all amateurs and we're all you know do things here and we've kind of all fallen into our places and you guys have found each other and it works out great. So I, I applaud that and a hundred episodes, man. I mean, it's, you know, in two weeks I'm, I'm celebrating 200 over at PSG oh, Prime, nice, but you know, it's a nice, hundred's nice. good too. hundred good too. You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Very, very good. Well then let us kick off tonight's festivities by throwing it to dear friend of the discord of the show. Kyle, the pug phones in from home. 
What is going on, Nintendo Shack? It's your boy, Kyle the Pug, and I just wanted to say to Donnie and Caroline, congrats on 100 episodes of the Nintendo Shack, and now I just recently joined earlier this year, but, oh man, it feels like it's been an eternity since I've been, you know, with you guys and watching your guys' shows over and over, but either way, congrats on 100 episodes, keep killing it, and say hi to the Koopalings for me. You're kidding me. You didn't hear it at all? No, Nothing. Did no. you, anybody check? Chat, can you let me know? Somebody let me know they heard Kyle. Oh, my God. <laughs> Were you actually checking the live stream for the audio? No, they said they heard it. Okay, so the oh, live okay. heard it. We just, Caro and I couldn't hear it. Okay. Dude, don't. You're scared. No, yeah, you guys can't hear it. I don't have yeah, a mixer. Right. You're not going to be able to hear it. You should have listened to it already. Um, but did. let me say... Thank you, Kyle. We appreciate you phoning in. We will say hi to the Kooplings. I really appreciate it, man. And uh, let's get on to the next one, as my my system seems to be working, even though Kevin's scared to the Jesus. That would have been better as a joke, like if it was just a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And let's head over to um, to a special turkey from the Backlog Busters, Trash Turkey. He's in his audio clip. Well, hello there, Nintendo Shack. It's me, the Trash Turkey. I just wanted to send you this message and tell you that I'm really excited for you guys in your 100 episodes. I remember when I was on Twitter and one day got followed by this random website called PSVG, and I thought, hmm, I wonder what this is. So I checked it out, and I realized they had a ton of podcasts, and I thought to myself, well... I might uh, subscribe to some of these, and I found the Nintendo Shack. So, it was an awesome day. I've always enjoyed you guys' show. I've always thought that you guys were very entertaining and very knowledgeable, and also down to earth, and um, I just really enjoy your show. So, keep up the good work. Here's to 100 more. I do have a question. So, if you were going to play a Nintendo game... I, let's say, force you to play a Nintendo game for 100 minutes a day. What Nintendo game would that be? And would you get sick of it? Thank you, Turkey from the Backlog Busters. And he finds phones in with the question, if you were forced to play a Nintendo game for 100 minutes a day, what would it be? And would you get sick of it? Nice gobbles and twanging music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> love it, love it. He answered the call. He answered the turkey call big time. <laughs> His content's awesome, by the way, guys. Um, I would play Breath of the Wild for 100 minutes a day easily, just because I'm always finding new things in the game. I still haven't gotten all 900 Korok seeds. Kind of need to finish that. There's something new in Zelda every time you jump on that game. If you played it 90 minutes a day forever, though. Yeah. So, I mean, my answer was, I, I think I would get tired of any game. Like, there is no game that if I played it 90 minutes of day, eventually I would get tired of it, I think. Yeah, eventually I would. I'm disappointed in both of you. There's only one answer here. Animal Crossing? Yep. I that's was a, about to... That's that was a good my one. Other, that was my other solution. I think it that one might... changes every day. There's different weather, different seasons, different that's holidays. True. But yeah, eventually, yes, you do get tired. But for GameCube, I did play it 100 minutes a day every day for multiple years. So that, yeah, so I, I think I could do that one. Eventually, yes, probably would get sick of it. But that's something that at least I think I would get the most legs out of sure. over mm-hmm. time. And get, it would take me longer to get tired of it, I think. 
Breath of the Wild might be my my pick too. Uh, that's a pretty good one. It's a good one too. Yeah. Uh, Romaine writes in. He says, "Congrats on 100 podcasts, and here's to many more." Thank you, Donnie, Caroline, and the rest of the PSVG Podcast Network and community. Thanks. This is crazy stuff, guys. We put out the call, and uh, I got a bunch of stuff. I know, like, I've got notes, I know. man. <laughs> I'm just kind of like blushing over here. And that's mm-hmm. that's kind of the point. It's very very fun. I, I'm I'm both excited that one people listen to the show. Like, that's first and foremost. People listen. (laughs) Two, they seem to enjoy it. And three, a section of them seem to enjoy it enough that they actually wanted to write and be a part of it. That's that's pretty freaking special. It's true. Yeah. And when we started the PSVG podcast network or just the PSVG podcast, I think we all kind of came from different communities. And a lot of us, at least when I reached out to people, a lot of us felt like we wanted to have a community where voices could be heard because we wanted to be more vocal in those other communities. So by doing the show is kind of us coming full circle and making sure that we make that that point known. Kevin, let's head over to the West Coast and say hi to Chalfie, who also Uh-oh. phoned in. You have the mute button ready, right? Because I'm sure you got to send through something with this guy. <laughs> let's hear what you have to say, Chalfie. Hey, huge shout out to the Shack for hitting 100 episodes. That's awesome. You guys really bring like a super amazing show. Like I first started listening just for the opinions and the news, but honestly, like the chemistry that Donnie and Caroline have, like you two really, really bring some awesome entertainment. Um, I love the way you guys work together. Uh, it's it's a whole different level, different type of show. It's not dry, uh, always lively, and it makes me dedicated to listen to even catch the stream when when i have the chance so again just a huge salute cheers high five keep it going thanks guys you guys are awesome peace and we're back thank you chalfie for phoning in i appreciate it dude over there from games we don't play good stuff man again can we have him on our show already that's true we should have chalfie on the show you know um he's it's hard to he's hard to nail down he's kind of like he is He's flaky on me, inviting me to his show. He's like, hey, do you want to come on my show Wednesday? And I'm like, are we potting today? He's like, no, no, we canceled yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Blessed. We've done 100 episodes of Nintendo Shack, and the reason that I didn't make a big ordeal out of our actual 100 is, uh, and I think for Kevin this will ring very true, Nintendo Shack has been around far more than 100 episodes. We've done way more than 100 for the folks that caught on to us once we launched the standalone feed, which I totally understand because you can actually type in Nintendo and find us now versus mm-hmm. us just being a, a listing under PSVG. Um, we used to do Nintendo Shacks all the time. And Jen wants to know how we came up with the name Nintendo Shack. <laughs> so, Kevin, I'll let you take it away and explain the uh, PSVG podcast wars. Oh, this is, no, this is good. So, it. it it started off with uh, Nathan, I believe, kind of uh, toting the, the the hierarchy of gaming consoles. And as we all know, Nathan over in Xbox Empire, that that name came from him touting that Xbox was the gaming empire. Nobody could stand up to him. So then at that point, Kyle chimed in and was like, well, Sony is great, too. And they have these awesome exclusives, but they're more of an island. They don't play with each other. Hence became like the PlayStation Island. We refer to it. And then it came down to Nintendo. And, and at the time, in the early days of PSVG, where there weren't, you know, 27 different podcasters on our network there were far less of us that were actually interested in nintendo there was like donnie myself and jason that was 
we, we declared that we then had a shack because we weren't big enough to have a castle or a duplex or a condo or anything of that nature. So hence Nintendo shack was born from that. Uh, but Donnie's right. It started, it started very, very early on into PSVG's history for sure. As Eric writes in, because the Wii U sucked. <laughs> no, I actually went and listened to some of our old episodes before. Um, let me just say this. For anybody that was there with us, <laughs> PSVG, like for the first one, for the first 20 shows, I Sorry. apologize. <laughs> I, I'm yeah. glad you stuck with us. If you quit on us, I understand why. Dude, my mic sucked. <laughs> like that microphone Dude, all mic awful. It's so bad. We didn't know how to edit. We didn't know how to do anything. At we didn't know how to do anything. We were literally learning on the fly. Um, I, re- I distinctly remember the episode where we titled it Shaq because, mm-hmm. and I, I think the, we used to have, was it Slack? Yep. We used to have Slack, have Slack channels there. instead of Discord. We were using Slack in the early days. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. So Nathan set up Empire, which we created that for the Xbox room. And then I was on a podcast. And when I could not find, I don't know what show it was on, but it was one of those first 10. I was on a podcast and I was like, Kevin, we got to do something about this. If they've got the Empire and they've got the island, what are we? And he was like, uh, a shack? <laughs> yep. And I was like, oh, that's sad. Um, but it's true. So if we go all the way back. But hey, which is the most consistent out of Xbox, PlayStation, and Nintendo here on the network? I'm just saying that Shaq is, is chugged along. It's pretty pretty strong Shaq. He is. June 17th, 2016, PSVG episode 18, titled oh. Nintendo Love Shaq. Oh, that's right. As dubbed by one Kevin Austin, you can listen to oh. him name the clip now. Road trips, you always have to go to the, the little hole-in-the-wall joint diner type place in the city and get a good meal out of it and that little diner we're stopping at this week is the mighty mighty nintendo shack since nobody else would talk about it it's going to be the three of us okay and we're back boom there it was and uh (laughs) what were you recording on (laughs) Uh, it was the samson a samson the meteor meteor mic i had one too i I had the same one i'm pretty sure i have it in my drawer somewhere see when i was recruited into the group I was told you need to get a Yeti. That's you because need we learned the hard way. A, a Yeti That's the microphone. Dude. Because That's we what started it all. Wow! Look at that little thing. It looks like a UFO. Yep. Because we lost any listener that we had when we started. <laughs> we had to. We, we we had to learn the hard way. Um, oh it was funny that joke kept going. So there are multiple multiple oh, yeah. episodes where like the Empire actually blew up the shack on one of their episodes. They yep. talk about yep. exploding with missiles and stuff. Kevin's done little intros to various podcasts about trying oh, to God. find the shack in the snow. We've yep. done holiday Coach things. Mo visiting the shack at one. Like he was trying to find the shack to tell you guys he loved it, but then got embarrassed and ended up running away because he couldn't tell you guys he loved that um, one. So yeah, all, all it was good. was a constant. It was basically us talking to each other through various shows. So yeah. they would have a show and they would throw stones at the island. The island would throw stones at us and we'd throw stones at them. And uh, it was a lot of fun. But when we decided to do solo feeds... That actually wasn't the name of the show. The name of the show was supposed to be the Nintendo Bros podcast with Donnie and Jason. And like we had Kevin's Mute City music, which was the music for the first, I don't know, 10, 8, Probably. something like that. Yeah. The first handful of shows. With all the gunshots and explosions. And yeah, yeah, and yeah. And I didn't, one, I didn't like the music, but we didn't have any other music. Like, so we, we used it and I didn't like the name. Um, me yeah. and Jason went back and back and forth and I was like, let's call it Nintendo Shack. And I believe the reason why we did it, and Kevin, you can correct me if I'm wrong, 
is when we thought of the Nintendo Shack, we very much thought of us as the trio. But when we were branching off and go doing our own show, like it wouldn't be the Nintendo Shack kind of like without Kevin. Right. So that's, I think that's yeah, why I think we like. Intention. Yeah. So we wanted to rebrand it. And um, the reason that I kept it in the Nintendo Shack was because of the logo. Uh, yeah. I stayed up one night. Like I kept trying to do designs and whatnot. And I was like, dude, it's it should be really, really simple. And I saw I kid you not. Here's the story. I saw Home Improvement. It was like it was like one in the morning and I was watching Home Improvement and their stupid little logo pops up. Right. And it's got the big letters. It says Home Improvement has a little roof on it. And I went Nintendo Shack. (laughs) Put the name on it. Let's put some logos, put a little roof on it. And that's what I did. And um, I believe if my memory serves, I posted it on Twitter and I got a comment like the next day, almost instantly from somebody I'd never heard of before who said sick logo. Yep. And I came yep. in I came into the Slack or maybe Discord? Discord at the time? No, I think it was still Slack at that Slack. point. I came in and I was like we're, we're doing Nintendo Shack. <laughs> like this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna keep uh-huh. it Nintendo Shack, we're gonna keep the brand, and we'll just keep it going. And uh pretty, pretty cool. We've done a lot of uh, episodes. So I mean, if you weren't with us before the satellite feed, basically every any time Nintendo had news. And back then we were all just yearning for any news. Like we were all just, I remember how excited I was when super Nintendo games came to 3ds. But we had like a two hour show when the NX got leaked, not even yep. the trailer when it got yep. leaked, when let's play video games did a drawing of what they were told. It was like a crown drawing. Like it was like this crude drawing that went all over the internet. They're like, here's what yep. the Nintendo Switch is going to be, or the NX. You remember? NX. Yeah. NX. Uh, July 29th, 2016, PSVG NX Shack is the title of the episode <laughs> where we talked about two hours Jeez. about what this could mean. Oh. I listened to that episode, Kevin, and it's very funny to, for us to go back and listen to what we thought the Switch was going to be a year and a half before the Switch was even unveiled. <laughs> yeah. Because we were talking, um, I had the Joy-Cons right, by the way. There was a listen yes, to that episode. I, Kevin was like, so it's like it's a one and a two-player Joy-Con, like detachable controllers, two people play. And I was like, no, I think that you would detach them and then bring them together and play as one controller. And he was like, I didn't even think about that. And it's just, <laughs> it's just us going through these different ideas. It's crazy. And then we had the actual trailer drop. Uh, October 21st, 2016, Nintendo Hype Train for the Switch trailer. Trailer was like 1 minute 98 seconds. We talked about that trailer for wow. 2 hours. Oh. Karen. Um one of my favorite episodes, November 21st, 2016, PSVG 46, Wii U Remember Me. Oh we did god, a yeah. That two was 2 hour great. swan song to the Wii U. Good stuff, guys. It's good stuff. Good so, stuff. Long history. Basically, Anytime Nintendo did a direct, had an E3, dropped a new game, like if it was a game of worthy, PSVG had a show that we titled some way or another, The Nintendo Shack, and we talked about it. And uh, it's been going on that way until we decided to do our satellite feeds, which was 100 episodes ago. Um, Does anybody know when we launched the first episode of Nintendo Shack? It had to have been after. It was after I, I came along. October 13th, 2017. Do you know, do you remember the title or the theme? It was all about golf story. 
Was oh it my really? God. The first episode of Nintendo Shack Golf Story. I love it. It's so good. It's fitting. It's fitting. Caroline, do you know when you joined the show? Uh, within like the first 10 episodes or something. Nintendo Shack number four. Is really? It's of Caroline. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I, didn't wanna... I, remember, I remember I was jumping in and out of shows at that point. Like I would be randomly on one PSVG and then, gosh, I think it was just y'all brought me in for just Nintendo stuff. And then I just started coming in on that one. And I've I've told the story of us meeting each other a bunch, so we don't need to regurgitate that GameStop story. But I do want to talk about two things. One, when the Switch launched, I totally came to our Discord and on the show that week and was like, I met this girl. Yep. She's going to come podcast with us. And this was like four months before you ever showed up. I was like, I'm telling you, she's perfect. She's going to come it's podcast true. with us. Just wait. What I want to ask you, Caroline, is what made you decide to join? Because you just met this stranger... Who hits you with I, hours of talk? If I say this, it's going to be really sad. So I don't really have friends. Neither, <laughs> really, that's none a, of us do. That's a big part of the reason why we're <laughs> okay. all here. That's why so, we all do this. I really, like, I really don't like. I'm such an introvert, and I don't like going out and hanging out or anything. Like, I would if somebody asked me. Like, I want to go out with my sister and hang out with my sister every so often. We live in the same city, and you figure we would, but we kind of don't. Uh, it's just I don't know. I was like. I really need an outlet because otherwise I get really mega depressed. I have like anxiety. I, I like being introverted, but I also have anxiety if I've not talked to people after a long amount of time. I'm like, I have that little inkling of social, like I need to be social. And Brian was like, this will be good for you. You should totally do it. So, yeah. So Brian gets all the credit. Mm, I talked to him about it. I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, he's like, he's like, you should, do it. It should, you, should, you would like it. That works. I'm going to go to the chat, the live chat here, as D-Life writes in, live. We're going to do it live. Daniel, my favorite moment in Shaq lore was when Seth was on. At the end of the podcast, you guys just started talking <laughs> over each other. It was hilarious. I thought <laughs> it was staged somehow, but you guys just have that amazing chemistry, and that's why you're so awesome. Congrats on 100. <laughs> Thanks, Daniel. Uh, I did mute him. I totally mute him because he, he was just going to like filibuster the end of our show. And I was like, yep, that's it for Seth. He's gone. I appreciate you coming back. I love that episode. We had so much fun on that show and we laughed for like a good 40 minutes after that show. That show was great. Okay. It's true. So actually, one, one thing I want to point out, because you've talked about how Carol ended up on the show, but mm -hmm. let, let's remember like PSVG was started for those of you who haven't been around the entire time. And I know a lot of Shaq listeners picked up, as we said, during the, during the individual feed was... Jason, Donnie, myself, Nathan, um, Kyle, Kyle, we all came from that same Married to the Games community, and we wanted to talk about Nintendo. And we were getting frustrated, not Nathan because he's not so much a Nintendo guy, but we were sure. getting frustrated with the inaccuracies of Nintendo reporting from Married to the Games. Like, they were always so wrong about or things. Or just the not talking the at silence all. yeah yeah I, like the, e3 would come and go and they cover everything e3 and they're like oh yeah nintendo was there too and that was babies are right here you know right, right. so we, so we got really frustrated and that's kind of what started this whole thing and that's why we always made sure to dedicate time to nintendo was because we saw a gap in that nowadays you know three years later there's thousands oh, and millions dude. of nintendo podcasts yeah. but back then it was hard to find ones that weren't professional ones like the amateur actual opinions not just the the mouthpiece mm -hmm. of the industries if you will so that's kind of where that idea started nintendo shack always had that kind of carve out because of that uh drive we had just for utter frustration i think i'm gonna call him out and it's only because i love him still talk to gabe but the one that always does it in for me was they did a game of the year episode the year that link between worlds came out 
and they talked about games for almost two hours mm-hmm. and they didn't mention it at all and they didn't mention any Nintendo games and at the end of this show you Gabe is literally like wait a minute did Nintendo release a game and they're like I don't think so nope yeah. <laughs> and he's like I'm telling you I think they released a Zelda game and he's like Mm-mm, not this year and they're like, oh, well, fact check us on that. Donnie, fact check us on that. Yeah. Yep. And I wrote them like 12 paragraphs. I was like, oh, are you kidding me? It is games. Wow. It is GameSpot's game of the year. Calfi says, Married to the Games, talking about Donnie mad on the message boards was golden. That's yep. it. Was it? Yep. Yeah. All yeah. the time. It was all the time. It happened all the time. So that was a big part of it. Okay. Uh, let's throw to our next Games We Don't Play member, Delvin. Send in some audio. Delvin. Greetings, Koopalings. This is Delvin Cox, host of the Delvin Cox Experience. Here to say happy 100 to Nintendo Shack. You guys are great. I love you guys. Donnie and Carol are awesome. And there's only two podcasts that are Nintendo-based that I listen to on a regular basis. And that's Nintendo Shack and If We Ran Nintendo. And I appreciate so much the hard work that you guys Put in your podcast. Keep up the hard work, and here's to a hundred more. Love you guys. Peace out. Delvin Cox, man, the Delvin Cox experience. Thanks for the love, brother. Thanks for the shout out to If We Ran Nintendo, Sean and Bobby over there. It's mm-hmm. good stuff, and um, you might be hearing from Delvin more often uh, around these parts. Possible. <gasps> Ooh. It's possible. Before we get into what? those spoilers, um, Kevin, another good uh, pod mate, Potter and family. Remember, Ryan from Nintendo Nostalgia sent in some comments. He did. And he says, time for radical Rex about the Nintendo Shack, which first off, I'm going to stop him right there. That's a Jacob thing, Ryan. You can't say radical Rex and you give him crap for saying that, a matter of fact. But anyway, Ryan says, Donnie, you had me at greetings, Kooplings. I've been a Nintendo Shack and PSVG subscriber ever since first hearing those words. And it may not be as seasoned as a lot of fans, but I appreciate the work PSVG puts into making this show great. Caro, your passion for gaming and your that's a Donnie slash Caro slash Kevin game phrases make me smile. <laughs> Thank you, Caro, for all the haikus. The diss Donnie is all right as a substitute, I guess. So he's not a fan. Uh, Donnie, your blunt and straightforward opinion is such an asset to the show, and I highly respect your thoughts on gaming matters. Thank you both for such awesome podcast partner chemistry. May the shack stand for 100 more. XO, 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 Ryan from Nintendo Nostalgia. He may not have put that XO in there. I might have done You that. respect Donnie's opinion? What's wrong think, with you? I think Donnie doctored the questions, I the statements, not. but I, I could be wrong. I just wrote it all for myself. Ryan didn't even send anything in. You're just hoping he doesn't call you out on it. Wow. 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 There's a Donnie disc. There you go. I appreciate my own gaming opinions. Thank you very much. (laughs) I do. I do like the whole phrase. And I think like this is kind of the only podcast you hear. And, you know, we all listen to gaming podcasts. You hear phrases like Donnie game, Caro game, Kevin game. Like that's 100 percent true. Jason game. Jason game. That's another Mm -hmm. one. Like, but the funny thing is, is our listeners know exactly what that's true. It's 100 percent hits. They're like, yep. Nope. Nope. I, I have people all the time just like tag me on something. It's like Kara game question mark. Yep. Like, all the time. I, I got it when I bought Dragon Quest. When I was on the show, I was like, I'm yeah. totally buying Dragon Quest. People are like, why? <laughs> no, not a Donnie game. Hashtag not a Donnie game. Why are you doing I this? Care game. I mean, uh, our E3, like Twitch stream, 
as games yep. are being unveiled, that's what was flooding in our Twitch comments. Hashtag yep. hero game. Hashtag Donna game. <laughs> <laughs> we very, should just like fun. look at the hashtags on Twitter and see like the history of how many times it comes be good. I, I reminds me, I do have to get Goose Game. I haven't gotten that yet. And that, that's hashtag Kevin Game all the way. So good. Melissa likes it. I haven't played it yet, but Melissa Dude, likes it a lot. I saw somebody like took the Grand Theft Auto font and just yes. put like things of the Goose, Goose on is there. Goose everything. I know Goose Game. It's great. <laughs> All right, we got some questions to answer, so we'll, we'll stop from from reading the comments for a moment. Professor Switch writes in, "What's your best memory from 100 shows, Caroline?" Oh my god, I don't know. E3s are fantastic. Um, I don't know. It's just I, you know, when we used to do this on Thursdays. The weekend was like started for me when we started doing Shack, like. I was like, okay, it's basically the weekend because I get to hang out and Friday is just a formality at this point, you know. Um, I can't exactly pinpoint one sort of memory, really. Okay. Kevin? E3s are great, though. For me, it, it's kind of what Kara said. It's the E3s. That's the biggest thing. And that goes for not only Nintendo Shack, but everything. Because a lot of us here, um, not to toot our own horns, especially Donnie and myself, we drive ourselves ragged during those periods, like rapidly recording podcasts after yeah. podcast to get live reactions, to get, you know, podcasts out the next day to cover Bethesda, but cover, cover Nintendo, whatever. Let me, let me and, ask you this. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Do I take it too far? I always, every year I always think of, I'm like, I'm, I'm probably, I'm the only one that cares as much. That's like my thought. I'm like, I should probably like chill out. Well, like, I do it too. Um, while I don't participate in the live reactions as much because I'm not, equipped nor do i have the time off normally to do so mm -hmm. the fact that we need to podcast everything i'm there with you and i think really the question of if, if we go too far that's posed towards the audience no which i've never heard well, anybody, or the, or the, or the other members of psvg because they're probably right. the ones that they hate that's us true. we start putting out spreadsheets and why start assigning people why are we scheduling these things slots? Yeah. for those of you who don't know there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that oh, goes yeah. on to e3 psvg big time Spreadsheets, um, timetables, everything. But we've yeah, always yeah, done that. Even those are my favorite. Before oh, I, the feeds, I, we've done it for years. I, I so type A, so I really appreciate it. I, I feel I don't know. I'm just trying to do the things that I like when other people yeah. do them, and like you know, The Last of Us, for example. Like when that game came out, all I could do was like devour and consume as much podcast stuff as fast as possible after I beat it. And when mm, I look at right. like E3 and stuff like that, I feel like maybe there are other like borderline manic people out there that are just like give it to me i need all the reactions right now yeah. and if you're a day or two later a week late like you're gonna miss all of that absolutely yeah. and that's that's me as a podcast listener myself i don't want to hear 10 podcasts about the playstation presentation they'd be like one or two at the most because guess what we're all saying the same thing yeah like we're regurgitating what happened there are some opinions which yes that'll be different from podcast to podcast but ultimately it's the same content and so we go nuts for it but honestly, as stressful, as tiresome it is, those are some of my favorite times with PSV just as a whole, let alone Nintendo Shack, is just the E3 work we put in that's nuts. And, you know, right. unfortunately, we've we've gotten ourselves to the point that we can't ever go back from it, Donnie, so we're just stuck with it whether people it's like it or not. better than Christmas. Like, the time is just better than Christmas. Oh, it's yeah. so much fun. My my yeah. dream, to go ahead and say this, uh, my dream for the, for the team is I would love for one day during an E3, if we still have E3 anymore, for, for that matter. Sure. <laughs> I would love to rent a house and us actually do all mm -hmm. of the podcasts and recording live together Just in one like room. Just like a couch, like a sectional? Yeah, or we set something up in a garage or something. We get a mixer, we get some mics, and, and like we, we just stay in the house for like the weekend 
and we just rotate PSVG folks through, and then like maybe in another room, maybe we have like game streaming. So like at all times, we're either reacting and podcasting, or we're literally live on air. But we do that for like forty hours, forty eight hours. We just have like a, a PSVG rager. I've been trying to uh, get the the whole team to commit. Caro, she's getting a shower because she's the only girl surrounded by all these boys right now. <laughs> or what if we just all get showers and then you're not allowed to? That would be terrible. <laughs> I, I would imagine we I would, would like other people. family and stuff would be allowed to come. Like you wouldn't be no. the only one. No, we wouldn't want to subject our families to this. If we all like, this is pitch- our ugly time. This is when we don't let people know. Like we don't let our yeah. family know what we do. This is this is the private side of us here. If this we is all, only if, between us. If we all pitched in, like not that much money, right? Just a few hundred dollars, yeah. we could like rent like a pretty fancy, Swanky. like yeah, like mansion with like a pool and stuff for a weekend for two days. Yeah. We could totally. Caro's house. We're all going to Caro's house. That's what you're saying. I have no pool. I don't know what you're talking there's, about. Like, there's not enough parking. Like I don't think that would work. We need like a. That's true. We need like a good. Plan, I, I was going to say plantation. <laughs> I got that deal. Plantation again. I, I got the DLC more. thing because I'm Because here's the thing: when I when I when I when I was trying to explain the vision that I had in my head was like yes. a Georgia farmhouse. Sure, is what we're looking for, and that's the, the only word for it. That's the only word to put that. It's the only word to put that vision in your mind. <laughs> no, it, it's true. The, the main issue we would have, I I I want this dream too. You brought this up right after E3 this past year about doing this. And I love the idea. The only issue we had, and we kind of talked this through, is the internet situation. Yeah. We have to be set up completely. Perfect internet. With perfect internet in order to pull this thing We can off. do but it. I'm, I'm I found places. It. There are multiple places. We just have to commit to it and set it and, and actually make it happen. But I want to do it. I want to do it. I think it'd be great. I think it'd be fantastic. Um, my favorite memory from 100 shows. I have a lot of favorite memories of PSVG. My favorite memory is probably meeting Suda. Like I don't, I don't think that'll, I don't think that'll ever be topped for me personally. Like mm. just meeting Suda and being able to talk to him, like to sit or down and talk to him with Mario sixty four. Like, he gave you all the best deals out there <laughs> on the internet. 64. He told you there were like six people with me. It was a very like intimate, you yeah. know, to just sit down and like talk to him for like an hour and a half too. It wasn't like fifty minutes. Like we sat and talked and talked about his anime and wrestling. We talked. I talked to Suda fifty one about wrestling. You know, like, and that's because of PSVG and Nintendo Shack, and that really does it for me. That really does it for me. I, I, I can't imagine, like, if this all shuts down and everything, that'll be the thing that I always take away. It's like, I totally met that guy. Um, totally met that guy. Favorite shows? You know, another, another thing, speaking of, like, the, the E3 stuff, uh, Caroline knows this all too well, and so is Jason. I'm always adamant that, you know, like, direct days, and, like, we go right after. Like, we've got to... You know, like we got to be there. We got to be there first, or as fast as possible, because yeah. um, I, I know folks they want to do that. They want to hang out. They want to hear what we have to say. They want to hear what we thought about it, and uh, we want to hear from them and have them in the chat and stuff. So it's another big part of it. So any of those direct days, especially, man, that NX swirl. I mean, you just look at it now. As Kevin, you already mentioned that there's so many Nintendo podcasts since the Switch yeah. come out. God, there's like a hundred Nintendo podcasts have come out. And back in the Wii U, there's like four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like Nintendo voice chat and three other people trying to be Nintendo voice chat. Um, man, that that whole NX rise, like the moment we got that screenshot to that trailer, like every week there was like some weird rumor that we didn't know yeah. was oh, true I, know. I, wasn't, I wasn't around, but I remember just, you know, 
Googling everything as much as I could. And you yeah. want to take as much information, checking patent websites, all Do that you remember stuff. the fake that they had, the, like the yeah. Oval Vita and everything? Yep. And they even had like mock-up OS on it. And mm-hmm. I was terrified when I saw that patent. I, was I loved it. I loved it. This ain't it. <laughs> and then um, you yeah, had the clickable, you remember the, uh, and there was actual patent of clickable, like instead of RBLB buttons, they had scrollers. Yes. Like, like they would scroll and they would work as a button. So the idea was you could like click it to a different input and drag and yeah. click it and then keep keep rotating it. Too much. There was so much misinformation. And then you couple that with Breath of the Wild. And I was just I was so in my element, like tracking down every little rumor and getting excited about every little thing. And I remember like half of PSVG shows was just like Donnie's excited about something else that won't be true <laughs> a month <laughs> Oh, it was so much fun. It was so much fun. Today. Okay. Uh, the next question that we have. What do you like best about doing podcasts? That I get to... It's it's literally like I get pent up after the whole week goes on. And I just like... I need to talk. And then I'm able to decompress. Get it out. So, yeah. It's, it's an outlet for me. For sure. Kevin? This is a tough one. Um... It's not so much I need an outlet because I feel kind of my whole life I've been gaming and I don't need to talk about it with other people. I think it's just the fact that now it's a hobby and I think I've developed actual life skills from doing this. Um, You know, Donnie, the infamous story of when we started in in episode one of PSVG was us saying, okay, who's going to host? And then everyone just saying, Kevin, you're going to host. And I was like, well, first off, we known each other for like three days at that point. How do you know I could host? It was just a matter of days. Yeah, we do it. I mean, and keep in mind, we still never. Caroline, you don't know. Like this, this was nothing. I started and, like that. Yeah. Jesus. This turned from hey, do you guys want to write a blog? To sure. To like two weeks later. I mean, come on. We're like, recording a podcast. Like you guys should believe that of all things, it was. No, it's true. I want to start a podcast and Kevin was like, I'd be kind of doing that. And like the next day I was like, here's the blog, here's the website, here's the logo. We're going to do a podcast this weekend. Right. Right. And that's, that's where I was like, uh, okay. And I had no idea what I was doing. That's why those first couple episodes, I wouldn't even ever think of going back and listening to them. But like, I, I acknowledge now that I'm okay at doing this and it's almost gotten to me. And this is extremely just recently that I feel comfortable telling people I do this. Like for the longest time, it was like, no, I don't want anybody to know that I do this. I don't advertise that I do this thing. But now it's like, once you get to know somebody, you know that they're into certain things. Like, oh yeah, by the way, I do this, and like, oh, that's really cool. We're pretty good at it. So I, right, and I think it's just (laughs) it's the life skills I've developed from it, the self confidence I've gotten from doing it, and to know that somebody out there, even if it's like five or ten people, which we know it's more than that, but enjoy it. That gives me the pride and want to keep doing it. Mm -hmm. So it's not really for myself. It's more for like, hey, people like it. So I want to keep doing it because these people like it. That's kind of all it is, you know. I I, I don't know. <laughs> what do I like best about? Yeah, I mean, I I I've I've always been loud. If, uh, the 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 joke was back in the MTTG days, they used to have a forum. Like all this was done before Discord. Everything was done on a forum. And at any point in time, I actually think now, if the forums are still live, I actually think it was it was left that way for years. If you clicked into the to the Nintendo page of the forum. The first and the last response to every thread in the forum was titled Donnie Reese. Mm-hmm. I started the thread and I was the last response. <laughs> God. So, yeah, I had a lot that I wanted to say, I guess, or wanted to do. And when we first started, it was meant Nerd. to be a blog. It was written. And yeah. I wrote a ton of stuff. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, I had reviews and reviews and reviews and long reviews. Um, you remember that Guitar Hero review I posted? Yep. yep. I did a whole dueling guitar review where I compared Guitar Hero Live to Rock Band 4. Yep. And it was like 20 paragraphs. What? Yeah. This is this is insane. <laughs> yes. Th- well, this is how we started. That, that's what I'm saying. Like when we started the first podcast, it was none of us had even heard each other's voices. Mm-hmm. It was all communications through a forum, through emails like that. And at Google Hangout, I think we had a chat room at one point where we get a group chat with us. Yep. But that was it. And then all of a sudden we were like, well, let's do a podcast. And that first time we we all dialed in and did it. That was the first time we've even heard each other's voices, let alone see each other and so on and so forth. Like it was, it was nuts. That's where this all started from. Yep. We didn't have mics or anything. We just started, mm-hmm. which is a good segue into the next question. What's your one piece of advice that you give people that are thinking about podcasting? Now, I used to always say, just do it, like get in there and you'll learn it. And like the only way to do it is to rip it apart. Uh, maybe not publish that, though. <laughs> maybe maybe don't publish that. Uh, equipment is important. Uh, I was telling Nathan about our early shows the other day and, and he was doing the whole I told you so. I, yeah. I, would, I still want to say you don't have to record like local audio. If you have good equipment, good internet, you can get by without it. You don't have to jump into all that if you don't want to. But and you, good editing skills. Editing you goes need, along with you. you need good equipment and good mm-hmm. internet. Like at the very least, if you're thinking about doing this, if you don't have that, like you're in trouble. Good internet, good good microphone, and you can do it. There's plenty of tools out there. There's more people doing it today than ever before. Like podcasting is so hot right now. That would be my advice to do. And and maybe don't publish your first five episodes. Like we were so adamant on getting out there and, and, and I, and I believe that we're better for it. Don't get me wrong. I don't regret it. We learned a lot. It was a lot of, it was a good self-reflection because mm-hmm. when you put it out there for the public to hear it and then you hear it, you're like, can't do that again. <laughs> this is terrible. Um, it makes you change and it makes you change faster. And the growth that we went through from episode one to episode 15 is astonishing. Mm-hmm. We went from absolutely terrible to pretty decent. <laughs> and you give us another 25 episodes by episode 50. I actually felt like we were in a flow and we were going. Yep. And that's the other thing. The other piece of advice that I've given that I actually have given to a lot of podcasters. Um, we have a few friends that reach out to us and I often get, I want my show to sound like you and Caroline's show. I want us to have the chemistry that you two have that well. <laughs> I, I've gotten that more than a few times. And I've gotten that from yeah. folks here in PSVG and I- that, I can't explain that. It's just, I, I don't know. Well, we clicked. I just, like we I did guess. that day one yeah. and I, that's hard to find. Yeah. But it also comes with reps. You right. have to podcast with people. It's not going to be like that. Your first episode, your first 10 episodes, your first 20 episodes. It's gotten to the point now, me and Kevin, when we record like if we're recording together, we don't even have notes. No. We just open the microphone and we just start yep. talking. Um, it takes a while though to get there. And I think a lot of times when you're podcasting, especially new with two people, especially if you don't know them or don't know them that well, it takes a moment for you to find your timing to understand when somebody's done talking and when they're taking a breath. That was my my first one that I did was the reactions to E3 2017 with y'all. And I was pretty silent until I was asked to speak. Called on. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing too, and, and we say this a lot, and I think a lot of podcasts say a lot, is the consistency. If you decide you're going to do this, you need to do this and don't get discouraged by those early uh, downloads. You know, if you're watching those numbers, which I can understand as, as a new podcaster, you look at that. Well, how many people are listening and what's going on? And I'll tell you, when PSVG launched like the first month or so, we look and we're like, holy crap, guys, 35 people listen it's to true. the podcast. 42 and now we people look at it, downloaded. 
Right. And we're like, oh my God, this is nuts. And then the next month we're up to like 300. We're like, oh my God. I remember updating our team in our Slack chat saying, hey guys, a thousand people listed, 3,000 people listed. And now we're at the point that there's like 50,000 a month and we're like, oh, okay, this is good. And that's the thing is it takes time to build that. If you get discouraged by those early episodes while you find your rhythm, as Donnie's saying, you find that chemistry with whoever you're going to podcast with, you need to put in those reps though, as Donnie said. Like you need to have that audience, build that audience. We have people that have been here since the beginning. Paul Calico, Delvin Cox, like those guys Mm -hmm. have been here since like day one, day two. And they stuck with us. So they listened to that bad stuff and they stuck around. So all these new listeners we have, we're super grateful for them because we just continue to grow. And that's a great thing for any podcaster to see. But those people that were with us in those early days, most of them are all still here with us. Uh, I don't know of many, if any, that have like dropped off for whatever reason. Um, So that's a great thing. So if you're going to do it, stay consistent, stay with your ideas. There's nothing wrong with tuning that instrument, you know, figuring out, okay, I'm going to tweak this show, make this transform into something a little bit different. There's nothing wrong with that, but keep doing it. Don't disappear. Don't stop doing it and then come back with the new show and -hmm. then, you know, stop and do a different show. Like, no, keep the brand there. Keep going and find what works best for you and your team. I believe that was the first conversation me and Kevin ever had about podcasting. As I said, that podcasting is a long game. It's about consistency. It's about being there when you tell people you're going to be there. If nobody can depend on when they can listen to you, they can't depend on that schedule. They'll never listen to you. It doesn't matter how good or bad you are. If they don't know that every first day of the month your podcast drops or every Thursday or every Friday or when big events happen, you will have a show, then they won't listen because they'll find other people that do. Mm -hmm. And uh, that is the biggest part. And I've always, Kevin and I have had long conversations over the years. I've always said that. Uh, as we've brought on new shows and scheduled other things in it, we have to be consistent. We're not going to commit to anything that we can't commit to really commit to something. Right. Like how many other, how many other podcasts that we've done this a few times where we'll can episodes for the holidays Yeah, just so that we have episodes come out like they're pre-recorded, but we make sure you have something in your box every week. Cause I can't tell you how many podcasts I stopped subscribing to because they would take like the whole summer they just disappear like, well, i listen to you every week and now you're gone for three months i'm not staying around see ya like yeah. let's move on and we always try to make sure we don't do that i think that's a big thing for anybody that enjoys podcasts you always want to have that in your in your queue something to listen to all right so i'm going to take a break from talking and i want to throw it to kevin who's going to read grouchy surge who wrote in just way too much i appreciate it it's like you're going to blush <laughs> a lot in the mo- next few moments caroline great. um great it's yeah it's it's pretty it's pretty amazing it's pretty special it is. I want Donnie to insert some piano music in the background. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that type of editing. No. <laughs> oh, what is this? You know, you should get the guy who produces the OT. He does a lot of extra work. Um, but Grouchy <laughs> sends in a message. So he says, week in and week out, the Nintendo Shack is my go-to podcast for all things Nintendo. The Shack and PSVG in general has influenced my podcast listening choices more than any other family of podcasts out there. When I first started listening to podcasts, I searched for Nintendo and started adding shows and then expanded and watched my podcast list grow from there. I ran into the big dogs from IGN and listened to NVC a lot, but I also found out about the indie podcasting community. While I think I was in the Nintendo Dads was in short order, while I think my in was Nintendo Dads, it was in short order and a guest or two on their show expanded my horizons and I was waist deep in this portion of the internet that I now call home. From the Nintendo Dads, I ran into Dave Moore and then Sean Capri and then PSVG and then everything else just fell into place. However, it was PSVG and most importantly, the Nintendo Shack that led me to ditching the big name podcasts like IGN because I could get all of my Nintendo news from the Shack, but I could also talk to the hosts and get responses. 
I remember the first time I sent out a message that I was ditching IGN for PSVG, and I got a response from Donnie, and from there I've grown to love the entire cast of characters and have had conversations with most of them, even meeting them one in person. I'm looking at you, Seth, the instigator. Donnie, Caro, and Jason shaped my podcast listening and helped me get to the point where I wanted to maybe do a couple of guest spots and eventually start my own podcast to contribute to the indie community. I love writing in with questions and hearing my, the answers. I love being able to just send a message and have a conversation with any of the members, and I just love the feel of this community and belonging. I've been listening to the, I've been listening to the Nintendo Shack since episode one, and I wish I found this community earlier. But I sit here waxing nostalgic and planning on listening to the next 100 episodes of the Shack and loving the passion that both Donnie and Caro bring to the table. Search. <laughs> Lord have mercy. I get the tearworks flowing. That's yeah, good stuff. Thank you. I do appreciate it. Is, it that. Is. We, we love we love Grouchy. He's he's, he's a good amazing, dude, man. man. He's been around. Like you said, he has been around since the start. And there's nothing wrong with that. We've we've expanded a lot, but he's been there, and he's always been willing to contribute and reach out. Him and Trash mm-hmm. Turkey both. Yeah, are both uh, good dudes. So thank you guys for being supporters. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, for sure. I can't believe. Well. I, I can believe it, I guess. That's not the right word to say. I'm still shocked that somebody out there thinks, like, Kevin, what I'm trying to say is there are people out there that want to start or have started podcasts because they listen to us. And we started <laughs> podcasts because we listen to other people. It's nuts. And uh, that's, yeah, that's crazy how this, like, train keeps rolling. And yeah. uh, it's pretty. Snowball effect. Pretty. And then we awesome. become fans of their work, too, yeah, which is true. even funnier. It's, mm-hmm. it's not only, like hey, I'm going to do this because I'm inspired by somebody else, but then to find out that person that inspired you likes your work or is inspired by what you do, like, that's awesome. Like, you look at stuff like Nintendo Nostalgia and um, uh, Backlog Busters, like, that sometimes, to an extent, inspired what Arcadia Academia is. Like, hey, this is this nostalgic factor of older games, stuff like that. So it all comes for a circle, and we're all just propping each other up and making each other better. Well said. Make us better? Oof. It's a sore subject. Benji writes into the show with a couple of questions. Now that you guys have reached 100 episodes, what is your favorite part of preparing for the podcast? (laughs) Is there preparing for it? I mean, I like the pre, I like the pre-show stretches. Donnie puts on the webcam and we do some lunges. I always like need to loosen up a little bit. So I just always have like a beer or something. Um, But I, I do like that. We put everything in note format and then we go through that. Like I, I, I think, having notes for me is something that I need to have, you know, I'm just one of those people that can't really go off. I do go off the fly sometimes, but, um, we did three hours, three plus hours of fire emblem coverage. I think we can off script. We <laughs> That's it. We can, we can, but, <laughs> it goes more. but, um, yeah, I like having, we, we do pretty good job with notes. I think we do a really good job with notes. Thank you. Uh, I, I typically manage and maintain most of the notes and I don't think it's, um, if you're out there listening, if you don't, if you have never scripted for a podcast, it's not notes in the sense that we're like typing up what we're going to say. No, 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 no. no. Um, Bullet th- points of like, just like, we need to touch on this and this and this. Sure, and topics. We break, yeah. we break it up into our, our segments of what we It's like reading playing, a table of contents news. of a book. You right. Exactly right. It's indexing. Overview. And yeah. uh, the one thing that I, I take, I take a lot of pride in our, our, well, one, our blog. I take a lot of pride in our blog and the way it looks <laughs> that nobody visits. Uh, but when it comes to the notes, I take a lot of pride in structuring our show. 
Um, that's a big thing that I always, I, I'm very hands-on with the notes in regards. So if you guys want right. to behind the scenes of PSVG, or behind the scenes of Shaq anyways, I'm very hands-on with how we structure the notes and how we flow from topic to topic and which mm-hmm. topics we put at the top of the show versus the back. And, and so at E3 and stuff, it's always like a, a, a huge ride for me because I'm, mm. I'm, that's a lot of what's happening in the background when we're not on air. So, um, and that's why we yeah. always sound, I, or at least I can't speak for you, that's why I always sound somewhat frantic when mm-hmm. we jump from, say, uh, a direct show into a show with Pear, because I have all of these things that are going on that I'm maintaining and managing at the exact same time that yeah. just happen to be on the other screen. So pretty cool. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, and, and this goes kudos to Donnie, especially once, um, you know, Jason stepped aside, was hosting and writing the show, in air quotes, at the same time is tough. I, I, I I, can't I do it with Prime. I mean, Lucas now contributes a lot, but for the longest time, I was putting everything for Prime myself, and it was I'm hosting, I'm doing the conversation, then throwing it to other people for color. That's not easy to do right. and do well, and Donnie does to, it well. Trying to maintain time, and then you throw yep. in the production of the overlays and the stream mm-hmm. and the quality in the chat, and yeah, it gets, it gets to be a bit much. <laughs> not yeah. easy. Not easy, At but times. you do it. Um, the second question was, after all these episodes, what is now your favorite game? Has it changed since you first started Shaq? Dang. Uh, well, there's been so many things that have come out. I don't know. I came out. I, I came over here after Breath of the Wild was out. And I still absolutely love that game. Um, y'all know how much I love Xenoblade 2. I mean, that that came out December of 2017, right after we started mm-hmm. doing the Shaq. And... It was it was a sleeper thing. It's like, yeah, I'm gonna get it, and I don't know how I'm gonna like it, and then it ended up just blowing my mind and being probably one of my favorite games on the system. I don't know. That's a good. It's a good question. I'd have to think about it. There's there's been a lot of games. Let me just say that if if it weren't for this, I wouldn't have been buying and playing games as much as I have been doing. Yep. Nintendo I didn't see this it's way. a license to swipe my credit card. Um, cause I just sure. look at my wife. I'm like, it's, it's study. I gotta have it for the podcast. Gotta play it. Gotta yep. play it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's the same thing for me. It's like my favorite game has a change. is still Earth Brown. That's fun. No surprise there for anybody, but I will say there are many games because of Nintendo Shack, because of PSVG in general that I probably never would have played that Swamp I now fire. haven't had great times with. Hashtag yeah. shoot Donnie in the face. Shoot Donnie in the face. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a lot of things I never would have played that I had played because of this opportunity. So I think that's kind of the benefit of doing this and, and sticking with it and getting to where we are now is we have that opportunity to sometimes, you know, Donnie says swipe the credit card. Yes. But there's sometimes we don't have to swipe the credit card because of relationships and stuff we have where we get to try games that yes, sometimes they're not great, but sometimes we get some sleeper. The hits craziest that are a lot thing of fun. is when yeah. developers reach out to us to play yes. the games, like they don't even like, so um, we've talked about this before PSVG 100, but if you're new since we've done all our spinoff shows, um, we started as a blog and we were mainly focused on writing. I actually like lured Caroline towards us as a writer. I was like, you don't have to podcast. She's like, I don't know about going to podcast. Like, ah, we'll worry about that later. Just come write some stuff first. She wrote like one article. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We used to crank out a lot of reviews, like a lot of reviews, like current blog, top of the industry, like two, three review games dropping a week. We went yeah. through like a six month period where we were cranking out game after game after game after game. Now, I won't go long form about the pros and cons of doing reviews. Um, it's pretty obvious we don't do them anymore, really. Um, we don't take on a whole lot of review assignments anymore. Typically, if there's a if there's like a really cool looking like special indie game or something, I might reach out and be like, hey, 
this is what we're looking at and here's what we want to do. Um, but obviously we don't write reviews anymore. I wouldn't call us like game reviewers, you know, like game no, journalists. We're, we're very much podcasters and fans. And, commentary, game commentary. That's what and, we do. You know, I, I said this when we kind of stopped. I think there's something towards, while there's a lot of prestige in being like qualified to play somebody's game and, and give them a review, I think there is something special about being able to say like, I bought this game with my money. Mm-hmm. I invested into this product and here's what I think about it. It's a whole separate thing. And I know people Absolutely. don't want to say like price right. doesn't matter and all that. It's a whole separate gig when you just get the game for free. Yeah. You know, like if you got Destiny 2 for free, like your entire opinion might change versus you bought the base game and the expansion and all the DLC and everything that goes with mm-hmm. it. You know, it's, it's just a different opinion. But even outside of all of the reviews that we used to crank out and all that jazz, um, I completely forgot my train of thought, guys. <laughs> I was, Only you can think of it. I, I started thinking about the money spent and it completely threw me off the point I was trying to make. Um, favorite game is we your favorite oh thank you thank you thank you that's what I needed bring me back um, outside of all this my favorite games have not changed and I, I happen to have this on recent memory because I just talked about it with Rebecca um, my, my my favorite games I, I can't pick one I have three favorite games The Last of Us Breath of the Wild and The Wind Waker hmm. and The Last of Us and The Wind Waker were my favorite games when we started sure. and they have been since then and The Breath of the Wild is the only ones kind of entered that's like that tier mm-hmm. they're at that top tier and then everything else kind of falls through. So, um, crazy, crazy, crazy times. All right, you guys ready to continue? Yeah, Let's dude. go. Let's go to the Nintendo guru who phones in with a question. Oh, he's in the chat now, too. Unless he left. Is he? He was. Hey, Donnie. Hey, Caro. Congratulations Bobby. on 100 episodes. That is crazy to think that you guys have come this long and this far. Just super awesome. But I have a question, and... I kind of want to go back a little bit, and we, we have the luxury of living hindsight and looking at the success of the Nintendo Switch and how it all worked out in comparison to the Wii U, and if you could have predicted the success of this, because at that time, it was very topsy-turvy. People didn't know whether it'd be amazing or not. My question to you is, how important is The Legend of Zelda now as a franchise for Nintendo in terms of... Do you see that this is something that has to be done every single time launching a new console, launching with a Zelda game as opposed to a Mario game or something else? Like, is Zelda becoming the new number one for Nintendo? Thank you guys for answering the question. Have a great day. Good luck. Thank you, Bobby, the Nintendo guru, for writing in. Now, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're going to answer his question if Zelda is now taking the mail. Yeah. But I remember my train of thought. You guys are wrong. What I was trying to say is we took on all these reviews and we were cranking all this content and then we stopped. And it was crazy that over the time since then, we'll actually have folks reach out to us. I get DMs from oh, game yeah. developers like, hey, we listened to your show or we, we've, you know, we, we saw a review or we've seen your blog and would you try this game for us? You know, and uh, that's happened to me on a couple occasions. I know it's happened to, to Coach Mo. It's happened to Nathan. It's happened to Kevin. And that's crazy. Mm-hmm. That is crazy. Yeah. Um, when a developer reached out to us, especially early on, I had a couple mm-hmm. stories I want to tell. Like, Victoria was our first stream. You know, like, <laughs> That's right. She streamed a game on Wii U called Freeze Me. It was this <laughs> indie wannabe 3D Mario game, a little mm-hmm. girl with a wand. And Victoria was, I don't know, seven, eight at the time. This was four or five years ago. <laughs> she ripped the game to pieces. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> she destroyed it constantly. Oh. She talked about every flaw at every corner and how bad this was and how bad that was. And I was trying to walk her through it. I was like, come on, that's not so bad. And she's like, ugh, the music could be better. The art. Wow. She said the art could be better. I was like, what does that mean? The art. And the then Donnie fired her. It was horrible. He hired his no, daughter and then he fired his the daughter. The coolest thing about that story was that like the developer totally loved it. He yep. tweeted oh. the video out for a month. He was like, this yeah. is the funniest, coolest thing I've ever seen about my <laughs> game. I sent it to her. She thought it was amazing. So anytime we got the chance to work with uh, a developer to help them spread the message of their game, especially if we got behind it like we did with Swapfire. I know people may laugh at that, but if you never played Swapfire, like there, and then for all the things that that Kickstarter has gone through, there's something to that game. The formula of that game is cool, and I haven't seen a whole lot of games that do there. The mechanic is good. If we could ever get the polish and get it going, there's something to it um, that I think could could go well, especially in today's landscape, maybe more so than the landscape it tried to launch into. I think so. Today, people are super hot and stuff. Exactly. Mm -hmm. If you could do some sort of battle royale thing with with the swap fire, and like, the thing that I've always thought about is if you could use that to not only shoot people, but to like grapple or launch yourself. That game could get crazy wild fun. Yep. It could get really, really nuts. Uh, but back on to the Nintendo guru, who I'm sure is hating. He's like hating me right now. He's like, oh, play my question. You didn't even talk about me. Uh, do you think Zelda has taken the mantle as the lead I, franchise? First of all, I need to talk to Bobby about how to get some badass lighting for my game room. Oh, yeah. He's got playing. the Philips Hue lights. Because I've got... Yep. I've got some LEDs in mine for my glass cabinets for my figures, but I want to, you know, do it in general for all the shelves I'm building. Um, But as for the Zelda thing, uh, I think it's definitely a huge landmark establishing like Zelda, sort of the halo to the Xbox, you know? Uh, I think this is going to be the hot ticket item that people want on a Nintendo console now. Mario's always wholesome and it's great and a no-brainer for the kiddos, but in order for Nintendo to continue to compete Pete and essentially stay afloat with a more current, like mature exclusives that Sony and Xbox have going for them. I think Zelda's probably the one to do it. Um, as for foreseeing the success, I don't think I could have predicted that this would have become what it's become, and I don't think anybody really could because there are times. Um, there are actually, times. What? Yeah. <laughs> well, there's times in the Wii U era where I was like, "Well, this is how it was for Sega." It's almost for, for Nintendo. They're not going to be doing consoles anymore. And I fully expected it to be a handheld only company or just they would become a software developer. So uh, I think, you know, Breath of the Wild was the beginning of one of the greatest comebacks of all time for a, a video game. I've got company. long form thoughts on this one. Kevin, you want to go first? Yeah, yeah. As Bobby says, don't call it a comeback. Um, number one. <laughs> How many comebacks so here, can you have while you keep doing that? He's like on eight comebacks now? Well, no, he hasn't come back yet. That's what he's saying. He's saying, don't call, I'm not back yet. Don't call it a comeback. I'm not here yet. He's, he's still he's <laughs> oh, so like it's a like, butterfly in a cocoon. He's so not I was going to go like the Jesus route. Like we keep waiting. For- <laughs> someday, someday. You That's ride. called the rapture, okay? <laughs> Everybody's gone to the rapture. Um, but no, all right. So, so I'll start backwards here. Could anybody have predicted Nintendo's success here? Yes. And the reason I state this is once we saw NX was, once it was a Switch, we realized like, oh, this is a handheld. This is a portable. Nintendo has never failed with a handheld. Every single one outsells the previous one. I can back them up on that that show in October of 2016. I was like, I'm really happy it's a handheld and not a console. Like we jumped on it immediately. Because nobody, nobody doubts that for Nintendo. So I think once we knew what Switch was, 
than the first time they showed it, yes, I think at that point you could say this is going to be a hit. Now, prior to that, no, I agree. Who knew if this was really going to work I out? Was it another Zelda Wii? in general was going to be this big? Well, no. So this is this is where I differ. I don't say that Zelda has the mantle, and it's for a couple of reasons. Number one, did Zelda help contribute getting the core gamer back into Nintendo? Yes. But look at sales numbers. Mario is the moneymaker. Yeah. So he'll move more units, just like Pokemon. Pokemon, Pokemon's like, how many people more. do we know that say, I don't even play Pokemon? Yep. Jason, big Nintendo fan, never played Pokemon, zero interest in playing Pokemon, but he still follows Nintendo, but they sell units. So the combination of Zelda will help move units that got people back in, but ultimately it's those Mario's, it's those Mario Kart games. Like those are the ones that sell the units. Those big Zelda games are what keep people invested into that platform without going away. Like Sony and Xbox fanboys, if they enjoyed Zelda, can't abandon Nintendo because they're like, well, someday something else is going to come out similar to this. But in the meantime, all the kids, all the moms and the dads are buying your Mario's, buying your Pokemon's, buying those things to help keep it going. Um, so that that's where my stance is on that. But. Um, I think it's it's a great question. So thank you, Bobby, for writing in. We've talked about it before in the past. It's interesting because we only have one other exception that Nintendo's launched a console with a Zelda game, and that was the Wii. So if you're looking at like console sales to launch title, the Wii and the Switch both selling great, and they both launched with a Zelda game. Mm-hmm. But if you start to dig into the details, the Wii sold well because of Wii Sports. Absolutely. Um, the NES launched with Zelda in Japan, but not in America, right? Yep. And I don't know the Game Boys and stuff as well as you guys, but I, I don't think they launched with a Zelda game. No, no, I don't believe not. any of them did. The interesting nope. thing here is... Um, not every Zelda game is Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild is a standout in the Zelda series. Sure. So if Nintendo can commit to launching every system with a 10 out of 10 defining genre Zelda game, then yeah, I think it would be great to do that. I absolutely think that. Can they do that? History shows no. No. Twilight Princess, Skyward Sword, Wind Waker, um, all of these games had pretty soft sales. Um, compared to Hourglass HD remix. Yep. All of these games Twilight had pretty Princess soft was sales. big. Twilight Princess was big. That one, that one didn't do... Yeah. It didn't, but it was split generation. It was if, in between two generations. And if you compare the numbers of it versus other numbers of the games in that era, it did not do well. It wasn't big. Like in that sure. area, in that era, Mario Kart sold thirty-five oh, million copies. Uh, right, right. <laughs> that right. was big. I'm just saying, compared to all other Zelda sure, games. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah. Um, I've long said that Zelda. I think launching a console with Zelda makes sense because it appeals to the diehard Nintendo fan mm-hmm. base. You will always get the diehard Nintendo fan. When you launch with a Zelda because they want to play the new Zelda game, they'll buy hardware to play the new Zelda game. Mm. I don't know if Mario has that power on its own. If Mario's doing something new, it might. Like Galaxy, it might. Doing something new and interesting might grab them, but on its own, it won't. But when it comes to Nintendo franchises... Uh, in terms of sales and pushing numbers, Kevin's correct, and I've pointed out the, this a lot. Zelda's not in that tier. Um, it's kind of in that tier in Switch, but even then, it's like it's like right at the bottom of that tier at Switch. It's like one of the top sellers, but it's also falling behind. You know, like Mario Kart is Nintendo's best franchise. Historically, it sells the most games. Like everybody loves Mario Kart. The diehard Nintendo fan, the most casual of casual Nintendo fan, loves Mario Kart. And then you throw in what Smash is doing on Switch. And if you continue that through Wii U, I mean, Smash basically lifted up the Wii U for like two years. Yeah. Um, yeah. And even that being a niche fighting game, a lot of people get into it because of the characters and the universes yeah. that tie together. Um, so I don't know. I, I would I would go as far as Kevin. I wouldn't say it, it has the mantle yet. It's, it doesn't move hardware like like Pokemon does. 
Yeah. Um, Pokemon, as I've long said, Pokemon is the most important franchise to Nintendo because it attracts an entirely different base. It's not like the Zelda base where they're going to well, buy no, Animal Crossing. They're going to buy Mar- Mario. There is there, a group of millions of people that just buy Pokemon games. Well, there's yeah. a reason that they just came out with Switch Lite. You know, I mean, yep. <laughs> we were talking There's a reason to, they still sell two copies of the same game. Yep. The Pokemon people will buy both copies of the game. And the special you, edition like, console and the other exactly. console and the controllers. Um, right. Pokemon has that kind of power. And all it takes is look at it. Like, just look at the numbers. Look at what Pokemon does on DS. Look what Pokemon did on yeah. 3DS. Even at the end of 3DS Lifestyle, Pokemon Sun, Moon, and Ultimate, 20 million copies a piece. Yep. They're both selling games. Um, and I would argue, if you look at what... I, I just had this argument, or not an argument, but I just had this conversation with, I think, Kyle. So Kyle the Pug in the Discord a few weeks ago was talking about Pokemon. He was like, I think most of the people that are going to buy Pokemon already have Switches. And I don't think so. Oh, no. There's because, no way. Because Pokemon Let's Go soft three mm-hmm. four Super million soft. maybe five um, i think the last time i checked is soft sales compared to pokemon games so if you're looking at 3ds and ds as a history and you're kind of creating a chart based on the user base i'd argue there's five maybe 10 million people out there that are waiting for a core pokemon game to buy a switch and with the switch like yep. it's gonna sell and it's gonna sell big time big time even with all the controversy and everything that it's got like i believe the Pokemon fans will buy anything oh, that absolutely. has Pokemon. They're just going to buy it because it says Pokemon. So, I don't know. Anyway, let's move on. Again, thank you, Bobby, for sending that in. Good question. I'm going to read Rebecca, who wrote into the show. I really like this. She sent a tweet, too, on the show. I started listening to Nintendo Shack close to when it began in 2017. I had been searching for podcasts to listen to during my commute to my grad classes each night. And Nintendo Shack was the only one that really hooked me. Nearly two years later, I continue to listen to the show during my commute to work. I always look forward to hearing Donnie and Caroline's thoughts about new games, the latest happenings in the industry. Sometimes as I'm driving and listening, I'll catch myself arguing out loud about your opinions, (laughs) or more often, nodding my head in agreement. I probably look insane to other people in the road. The whole Nintendo Shack (laughs) community is full of awesome people, and to me, it's more than just a podcast. The first 100 episodes of Shaq were a delight, and I can't wait to see how much the show grows during its next 100 episodes. And she sent us a tweet, which I'm going to put on the screen right now, of her first tweet to us. I forgot the date. I should have put it in the thing. I think it was like in December 2017. And it says, another snowy morning. Luckily, I was able to listen to an episode of the PSVG podcast on my way to work. I just want to go home, curl up in a blanket, and play Skyrim. She's got Nintendo Shack 11 on the screen in the dash of her cool. car. Very, Rebecca's, very, very cool. Rebecca is amazing. It, you and talk about Pokemon. She is She's she is the girl for yeah. Pokemon, dude. And she can play in Smash, too. Like She can play. She's got oh, skills. I know. And in Mario Kart, She's it's good. just like, wait, wait, wait. Uh, Chris Becker, Super Nintendo Dad, asks, We know two Nintendo games coming in 2020. I want to know what games do you see filling out the rest of 2020, He's talking about first-party games. We're talking about no indies, third-party ports here. What are the two that we know? Animal Crossing. Animal and Crossing and. That's what I'm saying. I think there's only one we know for no, sure. No, there's got to be another one. Are we assuming that the next Zelda is next year? Because I'm, I'm checking. No. I'm checking. There's another one. I don't know off the top of my head, but there's another one. Chat, help us out. I should have. Well, Tokyo Mirage Sessions is getting a port. That's a port. I wouldn't count that. Xenoblade's getting a port. Nathan Pratt says Pokemon Let's Go is over 10 million worldwide. Oh, wow. So maybe. There you go. Thanks for the correction, Um, Nathan. I appreciate it. 
So while Carol's looking, then I guess I'll I'll, I'll go because right off the bat, no, number one, if it's not Pikmin four, I think my marriage is going to end. Um, I need that. <laughs> I need for that to come out, or at least a remaster of one, two, and three. I don't know something. Um, so I think that's kind of a given. I think we're at that time now that we're ready to start seeing some of these. I don't want to say C tier, but you know what I mean? Like these lower level Nintendo mm. games come out. I could see another Kirby coming out because we're about due for one of those filler games. I don't know. Um, we just got that that freemium one. Yeah, but I don't think that really counts. It's not a full game. I played oh it for God. like a couple days and it's like, oh, it's just really repetitive boss battle yeah. type thing. Um, so I think we might see something like that. Um, I think we're, I think Zelda next year is super optimistic. I think next year is going to be a lot of ports and a lot of bringing up of stuff that's been in the works for a while. Maybe we see the Metroid Prime collection. Maybe we see the Pikmin collection. I think it's going to be things of that nature with a couple little surprises sprinkled in. Um, But I think as far as like, I don't want to say flagship titles, but main Nintendo titles, I think the most likely would be a Pikmin game and a new Mario game of some sort. I think we're going to see next year for sure. Yeah, I was thinking a new Mario game, um, a a Mario sports title. We are getting Mm. Mario and Sonic later this year. Um, Isn't that technically done by Sega though? It's not done by Nintendo, right? It's got to be Xenoblade. Mario. Like everything I'm checking, I just keep bringing up Xenoblade. Yeah, Xenoblade's getting the remake. Um, Bayonetta third party. Yeah. I still say Super Mario 3D World port is coming. It has to. Um, I'm just. I can't think Ooh. of anything else. What about a What about a Paper Mario? Well, that's a good one. Especially with the news that we've got about you know the Mario and Luigi uh, thing, um, yeah, a Mario RPG would be great. Mm. Paper Mario. Um, I'm just, I, I, yeah, it's kind of we've kind of gotten pretty much everything, and now like the cycle is starting to repeat itself. You know, now all the new games are going to be coming out, but we do need a Metroid. We need a Pikmin. We need. I'm telling you, I, I'm just so hung up on Super Mario 3D World has got to be there. We need a Mario <laughs> Golf. We need a Mario Golf. That's mine, of course. Obviously, I was going to say Mario Golf. I think it's time to That'd let the good. tennis thing go away. I don't know how yep. fast Camelot can get something like that going. I want Do Mario Golf on Star Switch Fox? to be amazing. I think it's too soon for Star Fox. I say another year. That's just me. I don't I know be wrong. Star Fox. I think Star, we, Star Link, everyone kind of said Star Link was what the Star Fox they wanted anyway. Yeah, it was. So I, I don't know Mario if they're going to pump out another one. Paper Mario Color Splash has not come to Switch, has nope. it? No, and that would be a good one. Because that and game if, was really good, but it was way too late in the Wii U. I disagree right. with you. I don't like the game as much. But if, if they I were like going to do Paper Mario, I, I would. I think they'd port that first before creating a new game. But I, I, think, I think so, too. I'd rather have a new one, but I would see them porting first. I yeah. think for if we're doing Kirby, Kirby and the Rainbow Curse would be ported, too. No. I'm just saying, you it know, if terrible. they're doing all these ports. That was my least favorite Kirby of all time, I think. Um, really? I don't yeah, want to talk about ports. I think next year we get a brand new Mario game. I've been on regular that for a while now. I don't know if it's an Odyssey 2. I don't know what it is, but it's. I think we're getting just a brand new Mario game. Mm. I don't know what it's going to be, but I mean, it would make sense that you're an off year from Zelda. Um, you're just going to release Animal Crossing. Like you need a heavy hitter, and you can't just right. go like in a B tier year. I agree that it's a it like in the lineup of missing franchises, like the B tier should be coming. But I also kind of look at Nintendo, and I feel like maybe they're just kind of. Let's get another Mario and another Zelda game out. I'm not, I feel like they're really sticking to, you know, having, yeah, having their big hitter. So I don't know how much experimental things we can depend on anymore. Splatoon. Now that Splatoon 2 stuff. I've been over, talking about Splatoon this for a while. Three. Now that they've put this out of the way, I have to think that they've got something because you've got to think they've been working on something for a while since they ported Del- yeah. Deluxe. They've been working on something. They probably have something that they can say is a, a big sequel of some sorts or something new that they can add to it. 
Um, it's real interesting when you start getting into like the the big sellers, like the carts of the world. Are we mm. going to get another cart? Is I that, think we could because they didn't add much. I mean, they added two cups to the new one. But yeah, it was they, like, eh. they very well could do another cart. And if they had a new yeah. mechanic or something that really changed it up a lot and really made it differently, it would sell just as many copies as it's already sold. Yeah. Oh, you mean like planes and boats? <laughs> that would be great. Or like even a Diddy Kong. I think Donkey Kong sounds right. Um, Donkey oh, Kong could be the oh, tier franchise that. that comes in. And I think they could do something new. Um, mm-hmm. The Switch is in a perfect space in terms of selling off the backbone of having really good install bases and good franchises to throw something new out there and see if you can get something sticking. I think that's what we're seeing with this little ring Ours adventure too. game. <laughs> the ring fit and labo and, uh, and stuff like that. More of that stuff. Yeah. yeah and uh, brain age and things like that would be oh, brain age. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that type of stuff could come, but uh, yeah, they're in, they're in a really good position. I'm, I'm excited to see what it is. I think every time I always say this, every time we do predictions, right? E3 stuff. Anytime everybody goes, what, what, what games are coming out next year? It's just a chance for everybody to yell out their favorite franchises. That's yep. all that question is, is they just say their favorite franchise. And a chance for Mother the chan forums to be like Star Fox, uh, Assault and Battery, you know, like just the randomest it names. Just, it just, you, it never fails. Pikmin, F-Zero, Star, like it just starts coming out. Yeah. Um, the only one that I feel real good about is I actually feel good about Mario Golf. Like, it seems like it's timing it's right. I don't know how much time and effort they've put into tennis, if that makes any sense to be able to pull around a golf game that fast. I want the golf game to be good, like 3DS. I want it to be yeah. good. Yeah. Um, but it feels right. Like, it they feel it does. Like they, and they typically don't hype those games up for long periods of time before mm-hmm. release. So that could easily be a, hey, we're going to announce it in spring and it's out in the summer. Like, that's an easy Yep. Easy one to sneak past people. Is next year a World Cup or was that last year? I'm just thinking like we haven't had a what's, Mario what's a soccer Cup? Mario soccer for a soccer. long time. Strikers. No, let, let's let's leave soccer alone. Almadani. The only sports one that's worth doing at this point is golf. And I like those the other sports, ones are okay, but they're not those sports mixes and things like that. They they oh, can no. always do some of not that. that they can get some yeah. of that in there. But uh yeah. It'll be interesting to see where they go with here. We do have a lot of ports for them to kind of you know, mix in, and if you mix in a couple ports, like I don't know how many big first-party releases they actually need. And then yeah. there's the whole question: is what is the timeline and the cycle for Pokemon and Fire Emblem? Do we have expansions for those? Do they have new ones ready? Like, what it, what is that look last, like? The last the last DLC for Fire Emblem is hitting in April. Yeah. So yeah, and, like, I mean, Pokemon's going to stick to the releases. I don't think they're they're going to be in that DLC game. They know, like, hey, no. this thing prints money. We're yeah. just going to do new games, and they can mm-hmm. pump them out. Are you the sure? Expected timeline. I don't want to. I'm going to want to burn my news story early, but like, you know, they talk about these gems, and they talk about how the lore of the game has 18, but you only have eight in the game, but they might no, be different. Did you, no, mm-hmm. did you see the story mm-hmm. I put in the I did. Earlier. Yeah, I, like there's eight in the game. Is what the story says. There's eight confirmed. in each game, and they're different in each. Eight they're eight different in each game. game. Yeah. But they also said the lore speaks to more of them. I could see it. Yeah. I could see extra gems I think they being just added. Want, they did. They have you buy both copies, and they release like that would be cool. Just like they did, like Ruby Sapphire and Emerald. They're going to do a third installment. It's not going to be DLC. They're going to sell you a full. They game need to bring back the third installment. Yeah, and they'll do. I think they'll do that. That's very likely because it's it, they already have the engine in place. Everything's already built there. You're just adding a couple new Pokemon, couple yep. exclusive things, and somebody will spend sixty dollars again. Yeah. So now we're looking at where Pokemon used to be an eighty dollar investment for people who bought both games. It's already just that itself one hundred and twenty, and then you throw in that third one, you're pushing two hundred bucks on Pokemon every you know two years. That's yeah. pretty darn good. That's good for them. Sure. Plus, they got all the the virtual console and classic things mm-hmm. they can do. Like we'll be fine. We'll have plenty of game. Plenty of game. Animal Crossing, it's going to be huge. All right, let's go to Caroline, who can read us. 
uh, right in from Kaiju Guy. Yes. All right. Glad to be a listener of The Shock. If it wasn't for Donnie's harsh opinions and Caro's obsession over her favorite things, odds are I would have given up listening to podcasts and I would have never started my own. I look forward to the show every week and love participating through questions and even being on it. Simple statement. The Shack is lit and I'll, it'll stay lit for episodes to come. Thanks for the content. Fun fact. I didn't know what lit was until like last year. It's a Gen Z thing. You can't. You, we don't want the Shack to be lit. That's very bad. It's very flammable. We, we don't are very have flammable. the proper precautions. It's a Shack. There's no fire extinguishers. There's nothing here. We've survived plenty of attacks. I, I think we can. We have our track. campfire out there on the beach. Indestructible. Outside, yeah. Now that's what we need. What we need is a Nintendo Shack graphic, Caroline, dolled up in Animal Crossing-like art with little oh. Isabel and stuff, a little campfire and a little shack, a little hay roof and stuff. Catch my drift. To make one in-game because you that's can make your own. That's, what we, we'll that's what we need. That's what we need. Do you guys want to hit a couple news stories or do you want to call it out? It's we're at one hour, 20 minutes. I will hit the Pokemon news quickly. Okay. Quickly. Do All it. right. Masuda says that the National Dex will make a return in later installments, but not in Sword and Shield. People are pissed again. Of course. The autosave is now mentioned as the default, but it can be turned off, and turning it off is the Kara route. There were reported to be 18 gems in the game. That's what we were just talking about. Uh, the Pokemon Company reached out to clarify with Game Informer about the number of gems. There's eight major league gems. There are some gems that are major and minor league, depending on the game you're playing similar to the traditional sports leagues of soccer, major and minor leagues and stuff like that. All Pokemon are sharing EXP equally now, so there's no EXP share in the games anymore. HMs are still not coming back after getting replaced in Sun and Moon. Game Freak said that the mechanic doesn't fit well with Sword and Shield because of the wild areas. And apparently someone noticed Throw was in a raid battle screenshot, so we might get Sock as like Throw and Sock inversion exclusives. They're old Pokemon. Kevin and I talked about this when all this news dropped. I can't I feel so disconnected from the core Pokemon fan. I love all these mm-hmm. changes. I think all these changes are good and they're improvements, and I think they're better. Yeah, just I'm 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 all for changing things. I up. thought autosave like could possibly give me hope for uh, cloud sharing. <laughs> right. I, I think the the Pokemon See? might make the games more special. I, I'm for yep. it. I'm here for it. I'm just I'm I'm very ang- anxiety ridden about autosaves and accidentally killing something that oh, I've well. been hunting. That's no, part of the, that's of part of what people is though. I think you would be all about it. Get good, like right. do it. Yeah, turn it off. And like the the Pokedex story, like and like like Donnie said, we talked about it a lot. It's like the people whining over. It. It's like, okay, we're nearing what a thousand Pokemon by this point. Yeah, like it'll be. In you the cannot expect that to all be in a game. It, it is Im- technically they do. impossible. But they do. Everyone they do, them. and they're they're just selfish at this point. It's it's like saying, okay, how come every Zelda game doesn't have every single enemy ever done? Why can't I have every armor in every single game? Why isn't everything canon? Like, it's not going to happen. <laughs> so this isn't everything canon. No, yes, the tagline, "Gotta catch them all." They've they've embedded in your brain. That's you true. Have to get every Pokemon. That's true. I have played not every Pokemon game, and, but and almost every one in every generation, and I've never once even attempted to get every Pokemon in a single game, let alone all of them. I understand I the justification. The games, the games yeah. print money. They've got, they, they said they have a thousand people working on it. Like it's, yeah. they can do it. You know, they can do it. If they, if they prioritize, they could do it. I just think it makes it more, I think it makes the game special when they don't. Yes. Just makes things a little bit more special when things are exclusive. Mm-hmm. Exclusive to certain games. Got to buy it. Got to buy the next game. Everybody gets to get excited about seeing what the new Pokemon's like. Yeah. Even Kara, we see like, oh my God, this is new and announced. What's the evolutions look like this night? People yeah. get more excited for those than sitting there saying, no offense, Donnie, is Cubone including quit, this one too? Quit 
Quit. All right. Stop making fun of Cubone. There's plenty no, of Pokemon said, you can no. use as your example. Why don't Fine. you use Pikachu. Metapod? No, you can't use Pikachu or Pikachu something. Needs... Use Caterpie. Right. Why are you gonna be going to Cubone? Okay. Cubone's boss. Butterfree. Butterfree. Is Butterfree in this game? I love. Butterfree. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You have your standout ones that like are you generally universally loved. Those need to be in there, sure. But like out of the thousand Pokemon, there's probably a hundred you might sit there and say, "I really love these hundred. Yeah, there's the a ton don't that nobody matter. cares about. You just about. get excited for the new ones. So it, it doesn't matter having them all in there. I can live without the games Pidgey. Are good. They're fun anyway. You don't need them all. I can live without Pidgey Rattata. for a few games. Rattata, you want Rattata again? I can live without him for a few games. <laughs> uh, my news story is that Mario Maker version 1.1 update is live now. This is a long-awaited update to patch in online multiplayer. So we will be playing Drunk Mario Maker soon enough. You can also choose to play courses that you have saved locally. And they have new um, course description tags and special event tags in the course builder. So hopefully folks will start creating some multiplayer-centric courses that we can download and we can play on stream. Everyone didn't trade that game in already? I thought we were over the Mario. I still Mario play the game. game. I still haven't I still, I still play haven't it. bought it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm like, it, the hype for that game was super big, like the first couple weeks. And I still see people tweeting out, hey, try my course. But like that first fervor of that first oh, two it was weeks like was nuts. Literally and I was like, maybe a summer game and that was it. Yeah. And I was literally like, oh my God, am I missing something you know out here? And then I quickly got over it because people dropped it. You and know I'm why? Like, okay. No, multiplayer. Fire Emblem. Not, not well, no multiplayer. It is but, so Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem killed Mario Maker. <laughs> but here's what I'm scared of: is everybody was clamoring for this one thing to happen, much like Stardew Valley multiplayer. Everyone's yeah. like, "Where's this happen?" It came out, and nobody even talks about it. Mm-hmm. So, is I don't think it's going to be the same situation, but I think it's a little late for them to be just injecting it now. Now they may try and pump the the Mario Maker Two engine for the holiday season in sales, but you have Luigi coming out, you have these other games coming out, True. so. It, it, I'm it already feeling it. Should have been a month ago. I'm with ago, you. Yeah. I already feel it. I'm having a hard time finding time to play games, and I've right. basically kind of taken the week off from even playing much, to be quite honest. Um, but I'm excited for this update. I will be playing in yeah. multiplayer, and we will find some other folks to play online. I'm glad. It's, I'm glad it's here. I just I'm a little concerned overall for the general population. Might be a to me, silly. Mario Maker is more of a legacy game and less of a game that you beat and sure. play and put it down. Mario yeah. Maker is like a cart. You put it on the system, and it's there when you want to play it. And you can play it today, you can play it five years from now. It will always be good. So it's not a big deal. Kevin, say our last story and let's get get us out of here. All right, last story. Alpha Dream is just a dream at this point. So the developers who worked on Mario Luigi RPG series was announced a few days ago. They went bankrupt. Sad. So it is is sad. So I hate when this happens. Yes and no. So here's the thing. So Alpha Dream is known for the Mario and Luigi series. Mm-hmm. Do you know what else they worked on, Carol? Uh, didn't they do... that? One? No, Grezzo was the one that did Ever Oasis. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. Who? They did Hamtaro. That's it. Hamtaro oh. and Mario and Luigi. So they were, they were putting out one game every couple years, and they were really quiet these past couple years. Where, like, there was a game in 2009 with Bowser's Inside Story, 2013 a game, 2015 a game, 2017 a game, then nothing since. They're kind of ghosts i would say like they're a one trick pony almost like no offense to them but i enjoyed the mario luigi rpg series overall but it didn't sell the same way mario maker sell the same way mario kart sell i agree so i'm not i'm not surprised and and do i think so keep in mind they just declared bankruptcy so they're not gone yet i don't know they're gone i I see i see nintendo maybe acquiring the employees that's what i'm talking about some but I don't see them being an entity anymore. I did no, see Nintendo not Life be an entity anymore. I did see Nintendo Life print a retraction. They said that um, they did update their story and say they're not working on any current projects. No, they're so, not. So yeah, they're done. 
they're done. But so what I think is going to happen is I do think Nintendo will pick up the employees and say, hey, Maybe. we can put this smaller team together to work on one of these because their game's worth playing. Don't get me wrong. Now, Carol sure. and I kind of disagree with the quality of the Which last few are... compared to the quality of the earlier few. And I disagree with both of you. You don't like any of them? I think these games are not as good. And it's not that I oh, it's not babe. that I think that the games themselves are bad. I just don't think they live up to the quality of the IP. And I put these games in the well, exact They created same, the IP. Yeah. <laughs> it's I put these games in the exact same space that I put the Pokemon uh, Mystery Dungeon games. It's a side story. It gives you some content to, to, mm. to appease fans between the big ones. I just think we can do better. You can give the IP of Mario to anybody else, and I think we could come up with a better solution than Mario it and Luigi was, RPG turn-based thing. I love the style, and I yep. I thought it was a perfect fit for the Game Boy Advance, which is when the first one came out. Superstar Saga came out during the Game Boy Advance, and they did make it work for the DS mm-hmm. games. Like they did this yeah. really cool stuff with dual screen, you know. Uh, but. I just I don't like seeing things, you know, peter out and dying. I just don't like I don't like seeing I do that. when it might lead to something better. That's that's what I'm hoping for that they do something better with this air quotes franchise. Like if you told me f- 10 years from now we'll never have another Mario and Luigi Dream Team S game. I am personally okay with that. Like that doesn't like her I'm like I don't feel like entitled or like I need it to complete my collection. I don't have that type of tie to the to the franchise. So yeah. cute. The little Luigi without like he has no chin. He's just like all neck. I just want Mario RPGs. So you gotta remember, like Paper Mario's are so few and far between. Right. This was a filler. Right. So if it's some sort of RPG, now and yes, I would rather them I do that the button mashing, but no, but it was something. I guess mm-hmm. the best way to saying is I would rather them do that the right way. Sure. I'd rather you make a real paper, like a, a real Mario RPG, like give it to an actual studio and let them oh, actually man. do it instead of these like attempts to do it or these smaller, you know, like really do it, do it big. You well, know, Alpha Dream was started by people who worked in Square. I know. Who worked on Super Mario RPG. So like right. the, the thought process was when this when they were doing this was they were doing that. Now, I think over the iterations, it got farther and farther away from yes. that. But the earlier ones in Game Boy Advance, I really liked those. And, and they, I didn't play like, those. Yes, I there were some say. of those mechanics that were weird, and you had to use, like, press two buttons at the same time to control right. Mario and Luigi. But it was a lot less gimmicky in those earlier ones. And I thought it had a good story, good new villains introduced that weren't Bowser for once and stuff like that. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, they got further and further away from that, and I think that's where it lost its luster. God. And these last couple ones are just no interest in it at all. You completely just jogged my memory. Chris, uh, if you're still listening, Super Nintendo Dad, WarioWare 2020. Oh, God, yes. Yes. <laughs> we have a Mario That's Golf a and a Wario game yeah. in 2020. Even that makes Wario, all the Wario sense game. in the world. You do a yeah, Donkey Kong do something. I don't know what yep. it is. Something. Maybe it's a 2D game. Maybe it's a Donkey mm-hmm. Kong racing. Maybe it's a Jungle Beat. I don't know. It's a rhythm game. I don't know what it is. But you do those and then like Animal Crossing and you throw in a brand new Mario game and we are off and running. We'll get, we'll get Persona 5 yeah. Warriors, which we're all going to play, right? Everybody's going to be there with me and playing. Persona 5? No, just me. All right. Anyway, guys, that's 91 minutes of Nintendo Shack. (laughs) That still might come. Um, I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the show, for downloading. Thank you so much for answering the call and sending in all these lovely messages and questions and comments. We could be more flattered and humbled and proud and grateful um, because we do it. We do it it for us. I've always said that. Like We do the show because we love what we're doing, Um, but it just makes it 
ten a thousand times uh, more enjoyable when we know that you guys are enjoying the content as well. And uh, I, I, I think we can say we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you guys. If we never heard, <laughs> you know, this history of PSVG lesson that this show has been, if we never heard from you, if you didn't show up in the Discord, PSVG dot, PSVG dot blog slash Discord, if none of that ever happened, I don't know if we'd still be doing podcasts. That's right. It's your fault, listeners. It's all your fault. <laughs> all of a sudden, all downloads and everything just <laughs> They're like, all right, Bye. we got we to shut. Let's shut Any them day. down right now. <laughs> ends today. Um, and yeah, I look forward to 100, 200,000 more. I have no idea. Kevin, do you ever think about like how, I don't want to like get all depressing, but like, do you ever think of like how this ends or does it end? Like we can't possibly do this when we're like 40. Or forty five, or like, can we? Um, dude, just, I'm thirty eight next. We're just month, gonna be like so. the old dudes with a with a Nintendo podcast. Yeah, yeah. How does I'm it, gonna be in an we're old about like our, and I'm still gonna podcast. All I need, all I need is a is a microphone and a computer. We're talking about gonna, like our grandchildren being born, have a baby, and it's gonna yeah. be like. Just know, just know, Caroline. By the way, because I know we talk about you starting a family. You are podcasting all the way until that thing pops. I'm talking full <laughs> preggers. You better be here Wednesday nights with that microphone. <laughs> um, PSVG does not have maternity leave, so... Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you don't get to leave. I can fill in. If you remember, I might be able to fill in for you for like two-ish weeks. Maybe. I can get one of Sean and Poppy, maybe a Grouchy, and all of a sudden, like, I really need you to come back. <laughs> I can get you maybe two Depends weeks, maybe three. Depends on how bedridden and sleep-deprived I am. Uh, you can lay okay. down and podcast. You can, yeah, you can put the podcast on, on the bed. Just put the mic yeah. there. You hand the kid to Brian? Have a nice day. That no, you're supposed to be quiet while it sleeps because you need sleep. <sighs> Sleep's overrated. You don't have enough time here to be sleeping all this. Nah. <laughs> That's all this time. Um, Lord. Anyway, that'll do it for us. I hope you enjoyed if you watched the live show. If you listen to the podcast, maybe go to the YouTube, check out the live show because all the videos and all the audio and everything we spliced in with the videos and everything. So I hope you enjoy that. And that'll do it for us this evening. We will see you next week. Kooplings. Goodbye.